Welcome to Monday Morning Homilist. I'm Father Manny Alvarez. And I'm Jorge Santibanez. Every Monday morning, we dive deeper into the previous Sunday's readings and homilies. And towards the end, we veer off to talk about life and definitely talk a little sports. Enjoy. Good morning, Father. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. You got short, or you shortchanged us yesterday. <laughs> so aren't you glad we have a podcast, right? Yes, yes, we we, we do have a podcast. <laughs> yesterday the AC wasn't working when uh, one woke up yesterday and said, Father, the AC's not working. I'm like, okay, short homilies today. And um, got it working right before Mass started, but the church was still very hot. Uh, for you, I mean, it, it felt pretty nice out. Well, thank you. It makes me feel better to say that. But. But it was still very warm in the altar, and I, I didn't think it was working, so I was just uh, went out there and, you know, didn't I, I don't think the people minded. No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. But when I realized, and I asked, I said, uh, is the air working? Because, I mean, I, I kind of started feeling it when I sat down after the homily, and then after the prayer of the faithful, I asked the people, is it working? Yeah. Everybody just nodded yes. I go, so I had told the choir, don't sing the mass parts, because whenever the, I think once or twice that, we, that I've been here, no, once. That since um, I've been here, that the air hasn't worked, and I've told the priest short homilies yep. and and very minimal music, no mass parts, just whenever we're moving, sing. But mass was what forty three minutes long, something like that, and you know I don't think anybody complained. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. But I'd like uh, to have said more. But well, that's why we're here. There we go. <laughs> so it's yours. What what did you what did you want to say that you didn't get to? Because. Uh, 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 yeah, you just raised your eyebrows like whoa, <laughs> loaded question. I mean, in, again, incredible readings and a beautiful... We've actually spoken about this gospel mm-hmm. on a previous episode. Yep. But but again, living living scripture, you can read the same thing over and over and, and find something new. And then we had a special treat yesterday, which we'll get to at, uh, at 12.30. And I know you want to touch base on that. Yep. But but is there anything you left out in particular that... There's, listen, every every Sunday there's stuff that I leave out and there's stuff that I... And, I, and then I go back and I sit down after the homily or sit down after Mass, like, oh, I forgot to say this, yeah. I forgot to say that. And that's the Holy Spirit uh, that, that's involved. Uh, obviously, yesterday starts off, you know, it's the, it's the, the story of the, of the young rich man that comes up to Jesus in, in Mark chapter 10. And basically, and I said it, it's going to go straight to the point. Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And really... One thing I didn't want that I didn't emphasize enough in the three minutes that I preached was that each and every one of us comes up to Jesus with the same question. Every single one of us walks up to Jesus and says, "What must I do? What do I need to do to get closer to you? What do I need to do to live a better life? What what do I need to do to be happier? To live a life of peace? Fill in the blank." This is a a virtuous man. A man whose heart is in the right place. When Jesus asks him, just observe the commandments, and Jesus enumerates the commandments, and, and, and the rich young man says, well, I've done all of these. So on face value, this is a good and pious Jew. Right. And you know, now Jesus says, okay, you've done all these things. And this, I, I did say this, because it always marvels me, this little detail that St. John throws in there. Jesus, in, in, in verse, uh, verse 21, Jesus looking at him 
loved him and said to him. That, 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 those two words, loved him, that's each and every one of us. That he looks at each and every one of us and says, you know, I love you. And because I love you, here's, here's a way to salvation. Here's a way to happiness. Here's a way to peace. You are lacking in one thing. Go sell what you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. Very simple. Well, not very simple for this young man. Right. Go sell all you have. He's a virtuous man. But there's something that's still holding him back. Just like there's always something that's holding him back, holding us back. And that's how I ended the homily yesterday. What is holding us back from inheriting eternal life? So the tragedy in this gospel comes in the, in the following verse at that statement. The rich man's face fell. And he went away sad, for he had many possessions. So his possessions possessed him. Right. All of these things Jesus tells us because he doesn't want us to... I'm going to steal a word that the priest at 1230 we're going to talk about later said. He tells us this because he does not want us to be lukewarm in our relationship with him or lukewarm in our practice of our religion. Let me just say it this way. He doesn't want us to half-ass our religion. There we go. Ah. There it is. And it's a podcast. We don't have any on it, but that you know, that word is, is in the Bible. Yeah. Okay, so um, he doesn't want us to be, you know, to do things halfway. He doesn't right. want us to. He wants us to go all in. It's like in poker. Put all your chips in the middle of the table. And so having said all that, this young man, has, this rich young man has so much to teach us of what he did and how he, first of all, how he approached Jesus. He approached him, knelt before him. Mm -hmm. Again, the details of St. Mark. And said, good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? He, and how to, he teaches us how to approach the master, but also teaches us on what, how not to relate to the master. For sure. And you know, you said Jesus wants us to go all in. And, and sometimes we think we're going all in. Uh, but, but again, because Jesus knows us and as as you said, loves us. He knows what we're capable of. So, you know, the, the rich young man thought he was going all in, right? No, I've, I've followed all the commandments in my youth. You know, I'm, I'm doing what I'm supposed to. But Jesus knew he could do more, that, that he could ask him to do more, that he was capable of doing more. And he looks at each of us the same way. You know, we, we may think that we're all in, that, that we're giving 100%. But if we really take the time to, to listen to Jesus, you know, to, to hear what he has to say to us in, in our hearts, in that you know, direct relationship with us, what is it that he's asking us to go further? You know, what, what's that next step? Because there's always going to be a next step. I went back uh, Friday or Saturday, I don't remember, and I read my homily from, I don't remember if it was 2012 or 2015, and I had just finished uh, coming back from retreat, and I'm going on retreat later this afternoon uh, till Friday. And this gospel came up, and I, and I told the people, I remember writing and, and preaching to the people back then, that that is the question that I posed to God as I entered retreat. What must I do? Mm -hmm. Okay? Priest every year, have to, by canon law, have to do at least a five-day retreat. Last year I couldn't do it because of the pandemic. Father Homer did it, but God bless him. There are just too many restrictions in retreat. I go, this is not going to be a retreat. We're going to be so worried about the restrictions yeah. and the protocols and all that stuff. I go, we can't enter into retreat. 
So it's been two years for me, so I'm like... Uh, overdue. Overdue and running on empty, <coughs> spiritually. So uh, but when you run on empty, that's where the Holy Spirit sometimes does his best work. So when I came back, I saw this gospel, and I, and I, and I preached to the people, I go, this question, I entered this retreat with this same question, what must I do? Because that's a question that we have to ask the Lord pretty much every single day. Okay, today, what do you want me to do? What must I do, not only just to inherit eternal life, but to please you, to, you know, to do your bidding, to do your work, to do the work of the kingdom of God? And so everything that, that, we, uh, that we do as Catholics, we need to ask ourselves, is this everything that I could give the Lord? And, or... Is something holding me back from going all in right. to serve the Lord? So, Jorge alluded to early, you know, earlier in the podcast. Yesterday at twelve thirty mass, we in, we had a priest who is the pastor of the National Shrine of Our Lady of Charity in Cuba, which is a, a sacred, sacred place for for the Cuban people, and it was an honor to host him here at the parish, and he brought. With him, you tell him the story because you like that part of his homily. Oh yeah, he brought with him the the pilgrim statue of Our Lady of Charity. And, you know, towards the beginning of the of the homily, he's saying, you know, it's so it's good to have her here. I'm I'm glad that, uh, you know, that I was allowed to bring her and, and to put her up here in the sanctuary. Uh, and it's beautiful because he says it, it's it's strange to go somewhere without her. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it it I just I don't feel myself unless she's with me, uh, and that was that just caught my attention because wow, you know you've you've got this priest who's the, the pastor of this, of El Cobre. So obviously he's got this intimate connection with Mary, but, but to come and, and just right off the bat say, you know, I have to have her with me. I, mm-hmm. I, I'm not, I'm not myself unless she's with me. I was like, wow, that is, that is special that, right there. You know, the words that just came to mind or it's mama's boy. Yeah. I like you and I, you That's and I. It. because you know, we want to be Mary's, Mary's children. We yeah. want to be close to her. And, and he, he was explaining something to me at the beginning of the mass that he goes, I've, I've heard stories. My father grew up in, in the eastern province of Cuba, and he's been to Ecuador. My mother has not. Um, you know, and everyone has told me that it is that when you, when you drive, the, the, apparently when you drive over the mountains, you know, Ecuador is like almost like, an, I mean, I may be saying this totally wrong, but it's almost like in a valley, and you look down upon it, and then mm-hmm. you go down the road, and then it kind of like rises up again. I may have totally gotten that wrong, but it was something like that. But it, it's something that it, that even approaching is very is very impressive. But he says he and he mentioned that in his homily that every day he's there with Our Lady, you know, talking to her, mm-hmm. praying to her, asking for her guidance, asking for protection for her protection. And so he comes in, and it was again, it was an honor to have him there. The church was packed; people knew that he was coming. Uh, the, the Blessed Mother, that little little tiny image mm-hmm. of, of our, our Lady of Charity, it, it dwarfs, I mean, our, it dwarfs our, you know, the, the one that it, we it have dwarfed, dwarfed in, yeah. by, by the image <laughs> that we have uh, on, the, on the north entrance of the church. But it, it was so beautiful because you know that it comes from Cuba and then it's the program. And then him saying, I, I need to feel with her. He had gone to Chicago, so she had stayed here mm. and had spent some time in Chicago to visit, I don't know, visit family or friends up there. Didn't have her with him because it's a big statue to. I mean, sure. it's 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 not big, but it's big to lug around right. to to to, uh, to uh, travel with. So he starts off, and I'm thinking, okay, here is a man 
who comes from a very, very poor country. A country, you know, not since the 11th of July when the demonstrations happened, but for the last 62 years has been going through a lot, mm-hmm. and it is a very, very poor country. And going through a lot is the understatement of the century. Uh, and here he is talking about the rich man and about giving up riches, and he's talking to what is pretty wealthy parish. And and when I when, and I wasn't like, okay, let's see how he does this. Doesn't even get into that. He starts off by saying, you know, whenever he's talking to, he talked a lot about the young people. Yep. He talked a lot about, uh, and by the way, this homily, we've never done this before. We're going to post this homily in a separate podcast later today because it's worth standing on its own. It's going to be in Spanish, but we're going to try to give you in English now a little bit of a, of a, of a summation of what he said. So he talks a lot about the youth, and he says, you know, sometimes when, I'm, when, I, when the, the young people come to, to the sanctuary, to, to the church, I, I, said, I say to them, if we want to construct a new world and do something new, our religion cannot be a mediocre religion. He said that word, mediocre. Yep. It cannot be, can't read my handwriting here, it cannot be a religion that is... Lukewarm. That, lukewarm. I can't read my handwriting. <laughs> so basically, it can't be lukewarm, but, right. but, but he made an emphasis yep. on the word mediocre. And now, the way he tied that in to what the current reality is in Cuba was, I have to say it, I have hosted Cuban priests here before in the United States, in my old parish of Immaculate. We had priests coming in all the time visiting, and they would say Mass, and they were always very measured Mm -hmm. in what they said. Something that I've noticed since, since, at least since the 11th of July, is that the priests don't care anymore. Yep, the fear is gone. Yeah. It's like, not that, you know, when I say they don't care, they don't care about holding back, right. is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. They don't care about what may happen to them. Because they've seen already their brothers being jailed and all that. And that's something that our dear Bishop Roman, you know, when they would ask him, why don't you go back to Cuba to visit? And all that, he goes, he goes, if I go there, I have to preach the truth. Because... When you're a priest, well, not only when you're a priest, when you're when you're baptized, you're anointed, you're anointed priest, prophet, and king, and a prophet must always speak the truth. Yep. And so back then, and this is he died, you know, he's going to be ten years next next April. You know, you couldn't go down there and say the things that this priest was saying yesterday, and it, not because he was here in the United States. He has said this in a cobre that mass is broadcast every Sunday. Right. He said that yesterday, every Sunday. The Archbishop of Santiago, the primate of, of Cuba, would go down, goes down there, has been going down there quite a bit to celebrate Mass on Sundays. So all these things, you know, he talks, he starts off and leads off with this, comparing it to the rich young man. He, the rich young man, could not go all in. And he, what does this young priest from Cuba say? We cannot be mediocre when it comes to religion if we want to build a new world. Obviously, he's talking to these young people mm-hmm. that want to build a new land, that want to live in freedom, that want to build a new country for themselves. And he goes, but if we want to do that, and this is where it really gets good. He goes, there cannot be authentic freedom. There cannot be authentic liberty if God is not part of the equation. Oh. And that's, I mean, that's it, right? Yeah. (laughs) Is there anything else to be said? Uh, Again, just phenomenal, phenomenal homily that he that he delivered. Wow. Yeah. Um. (laughs) So he said, you know, 
the time has is, is over of us living in that lukewarmness when it comes to our faith. And when he kept getting it deeper into his homily, he said, you know what? We have to trust Our Lady. We have to trust our Lord. Because he goes, it is my fervent hope. And he looked out at the people. Oh, this was great. This was a great moment. He looked out at the people. I look out, and I can't wait to welcome all of you to our sanctuary and to ring the bells With to the welcome bell, bells at full peel at full peel to welcome you to the to the feet of the virgin and yesterday they had uh you know little intention envelopes so people could you know put intention and if they wanted to give a donation and he said i will place that at the feet of the blessed mother we will offer mass for that for that you know community over there and it was it was just wonderful you know the community a little yeah, flower. and we're going to post it as a podcast so you'll get the audio but Go watch the video too, because he actually gets emotional when he's saying. Oh no, no, no. he he and, and he's he's holding back. So I mean, he he's not just saying it for the sake. He's he means it. He's saying this with with every ounce of of his being. Yeah, we're, we're, how 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 much he's looking forward to. Yeah, just go to twelve thirty mass on on our YouTube channel yesterday, um, on October tenth, and and he mentioned October tenth uh, plenty of times plenty of times because I believe that was the first day. That they st- started mm-hmm. the the War of Independence uh, 120 some odd years ago, um, but he did get emotional uh, because this is the lo- you know let's look beyond you know the longing of the Cuban people for freedom. Let's look beyond that. He was talking about at one point that really got to me because sometimes you, you know people when people come to say Father you don't know what it is to be a father I go shut up <laughs> I don't know what it is. What Jorge has to deal with in terms of like, yes, waking up at four o'clock in the morning because a child is crying or having to take him to the hospital. Okay, but I have to have to wake up at four o'clock in the morning to go anoint the child in the hospital, you know, and all that stuff. And I do suffer when one of my one of my people suffer. And Mm -hmm. and so he said one time a young he he was something was going on. He didn't say what it was. And he was just Just that that he was crying. He was just crying. crying. And a young person approached him. And he said, Father, why are you crying? And, and it was a young man that approached him. And, 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 and so this priest says to him, wait until you're a father. Just wait until you're a father. Then you will understand why I am crying. Because you see these spiritual fathers there in Cuba, how they suffer. And so, like I said, looking beyond just that reality, which is pretty big, it's our longing also as spiritual fathers for our people to be close to God. And, and, and he said... Pretty much, he says this. It's like they they understand that the only way that they could achieve true freedom is making sure that God is part of that equation, because then we're just spinning our wheels in political circles, and then and and we're not going to end up anywhere. He said that a priest friend of his that he greatly admires says, "You have to have freedom within before you have freedom outside." So important. We have to feel ourselves free. Just like this young man yep. who wasn't free, he was a virtuous young man, sure. virtuous rich man, but was not free because his possessions possessed him. Yeah, and, and on that note, if we can go to the second half of the gospel, and this is, I actually didn't learn this until I went to the Holy Land, because uh, this this image of it, you know, Jesus, it's easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle. You know that that is an actual gate uh, that's very thin. So so. Jesus isn't talking about an actual needle like like we often picture. He's talking about this uh, this gate to get into the city that for a camel to pass through, the, they literally had to unload it completely 
you know, so that the camel could walk through and then get all the possessions through and then reload the camel to continue on the journey. So it's, it's this idea of, you know, stripping away all that excess that's keeping us from, you know, going through that doorway, going through that opening, you know, of, of passing through, if you will, you know, literally into, into the city. You know, so it's this beautiful image of, you know, what's, what's all this possessions that keeping me back? Because mm-hmm. it, it is literally keeping the camel back from being able to pass through through this uh, through this gate. So what are these possessions that are holding us back, you know, from being with God? You know? And there's something very important that that it must be said here. I read this on Saturday night. A priest tweeted it out and said, "See about this gospel. Being rich isn't a sin. No. Okay. Greed is a sin. Yep. The sin is being possessed by your possessions." Mm-hmm. Is saying this this possession, this boat, this car, this house, whatever it is, is more important than God. Okay, and then I did. And I don't know how I did this in three minutes, but I did make <laughs> passing reference to this. You could add to that vices, sins, mm-hmm. addictions, anything that anything that is preventing us from going all in, from not being mediocre in our religion. So. So many things that that you can take from this gospel, and and even Peter says, "Well, Lord, we gave up everything to follow you," and he said, well, "Don't worry, you're gonna be you'll be compensated in heaven a hundredfold." Okay, he's promising that because obviously, you know, Jesus, says, if you have you haven't given up, you know, houses and brothers and and sisters and mothers and fathers for my sake, you know, then you you know won't inherit the kingdom of God. Peter said, well, "What about us? We gave up everything. He said, don't worry, we'd be taken care of." So how do we approach um, how do we approach this gospel? How do we approach it this week? It's very simple. You need to go to God and ask the same question that this rich young man asked. What must I do? Because there's so many things, so many things that we could be doing, so many things that that we can let you know dispossess ourselves of, mm-hmm. let go of, to be able to be truly free. Because here is this young priest from Cuba. He's not only talking about political, religious, and overall freedom. He's also talking about spiritual freedom. Mm-hmm. Because he sees that in his people every day. Because even though they are poor, there are things like, for example, any tiny little possession, that, that becomes king. You know, and he, so he sees that. So he says, the only way to freedom, to true freedom, is through God. So what do we need to let go of? What do we need to, you know, just unshackle ourselves mm-hmm. of? You know, throw off our shoulders to be able to do this. And for that, you have the sacrament of confession, where you walk in just burdened, and you and and, and sometimes you know this may be the result of that question: What must I do? You, you kneel before the Blessed Sacrament, you ask that question, and then Jesus tells us, well, there's the confessional. You know, we have Holy Hour on Saturday, you come kneel before the Blessed Sacrament, there's several priests hearing confession, go to confession and just unload all the stuff that you're carrying around, all the stuff that's in your heart, and walk out truly free. That's what our Lord wants from us. So, today... I don't know when later take us. We have to re- we have we have to transfer to the 
to audio for it's on the YouTube channel. If you want to see it, go to the 1230 bats. It is in Spanish. I don't know if YouTube I know it does a closed caption, I don't know if it does a translation. Mm. But you see the the it, he's a very soft spoken priest. Okay. And see his emotions. And then later on today, when once we transfer to an audio file, we're gonna post it as a standalone uh, special episode because it is that good and it needs to be shared. Please share it. It is it is wonderful and and I thank Father Rogelio for for joining us and he will be saying the five thirty mass tomorrow. In fact, that little virgin that we talked about, that the pilgrim virgin is still in our still church. In church. Oh, nice. And and it will be here until uh, Tuesday night. Uh, after the uh, he's going to celebrate the five thirty mass and then obviously I I don't know when he has to return, but um, a lot of great things that happened yesterday in the parish and and we had the respect life ministry out there and we have this this coming. Sunday, they're doing that Cuban luncheon to raise uh, to raise money for the South Aid uh, Crisis Pregnancy Center. Uh, so many wonderful things. We have the Marriage Covenant Retreat coming up. We're back. We're back. Yeah, no, no. Trust <laughs> me, we're back. And and I ask for your for your prayers for Father Omar and myself. We leave on on retreat uh, Monday afternoon, and we'll be back on Friday afternoon. Uh, Father Uko and Father Stephen will more than capable uh, capably uh, run the parish in our. Actually, Jorge will run the parish in our absence, and the priest will say the mass. I'll try to keep the place up. Don't yeah, worry. don't burn it. <laughs> um, so, so pray for us. Pray for all the wonderful things that are coming up, and pray that God may enlighten you when you ask that question: What must I do to inherit eternal life? Yes, yes, for you, for you. running back. Wow. That's your fiance's boy. Exactly. It's you a no-brainer. He's a Hall of Famer. <laughs> that guy just... No, but... Just... No. Get out of here. <laughs> what was that last night? So, um... We didn't have a good weekend when it came to sports. That's uh, like the norm now. Yeah, no. Ashley couldn't join us in the studio because Ashley was actually in Tampa to see Tom Brady... Probably have one of the best statistical performances he's ever had against our football team. Ashley, good morning. Good morning from Tampa. Beautiful Tampa. It's 75 degrees, a crisp fall day here, and waking up with a loss on a Monday. Gotta love it. Oh, my goodness. So tell us, how was it? Because I know I could hear it on TV during the first quarter. Um, You don't have that sound clip queued up, do you? I don't want to switch over. No, you don't want to switch over. I don't know what's going to happen on that. Because I tweeted out yesterday. (laughs) At one o'clock exactly, I go. The Dolphins are gonna win. Are gonna win. Today. <laughs> now, then later on, I retweeted. I, I I quote tweeted that I said, "Define win." We won the first quarter, so I heard a lot of Dolphin fans in the stadium yesterday. And there oh were, yeah, it was filled. It was filled. There was tons of Dolphins fans. So how was far the, and close? How, how was the feeling in the stadium when you were watching? And here's the thing: our offense was okay. Okay. But our defense, which was supposed to be the best part of our team, what happened? What was you it couldn't like? stop Brady. You know, you, you would think by now we'd be able to stop the man. Xavier Howard wanted all this money. We gave him what he wanted in the offseason. He He's tortured. not doing anything. He's, he got rocked. There was no stopping. Antonio Brown was impeccable impeccable we couldn't stop them and you look at their, their you look at their roster they're so stacked in every position and they, they just are. oh my goodness and you know they, you hear and I, kept, yeah, I kept 
Oh, sorry. I kept hearing, like, you know, when they announced the, they're, um, they're starting, who's starting, and you're like, you have that guy, you have that guy, you yep. have that guy. Mm-hmm. You just didn't stop. When did they get this guy? When did they get that guy? It was wild. So let's just give him the Lombardi. Although there is a team that played last night well into last night because it was a lightning delight that may have something to say with that, and that's a team within our division. Buffalo's Ugh, really good last night. good. I mean, Josh yeah. Allen was just, I mean, the Chiefs, what happened to them? <laughs> Their defense, horrible, giving up 7.1 yards per play. Not per passing play, not per running play, per play. That's worse. That's historically bad. And so you want to annoy Tampa, and, you know, we'll get back to the Dolphins in a second, but Bills look great. Now, getting back to the Dolphins, you said last week after, you know, that debacle in the third quarter against the Colts, a team that we should have beaten, that it would have cost somebody their job. It only cost Jakeem Grant his job, but he got a job in Chicago. But yeah, I mean, but then, the, that the, moves Waddle now. That moves Waddle. That hurts us. That that didn't help us. That moves Waddle. So, you know, it's just I'm surprised. I, this can't go on. This cannot keep going so on. So I I, I said I said to somebody yesterday. So I think I texted to you. Our season starts. I did text it to you. Yeah, our season <laughs> starts Sunday morning, very early in the morning, while I'm celebrating mass. Nine thirty a.m. We have to go, and hopefully with Tua at the helm, we have to. Go to we have you to sound, play Jackson. You sound like Manny Diaz. Our, our season starts this week. No, nope, our season starts this week. Well, for you know, that, we'll get to that in a minute. But it's like. I, and we pray that he's ready because the rib injury is not easy to come back from. And Jacoby, God bless him, he was injured and he and he had so much heart going out there and leading those leading those three scoring drives. Oh God, I, I just it, it it sounded you know it sounded like a great accomplishment that we we had three scoring drives against the world champions, but they scored forty five points to our seventeen. No, know. it was it was crazy. Raymond James, let me tell you about it. We get there and we have a tailgate going on. We rented out this nice. lot called Mike's Lot. It was a, two blocks from the stadium. It's all residential in the area. So mm-hmm. this guy, I guess, rents out the lot for for out of um, town fans. And we had such a such an amazing time. So I can tell you, our, our tailgate is undefeated. We're four and 5 and zero at the tailgate. <laughs> that, that's one thing. We're undefeated that's very at the reassuring. Tailgate, always. So we go in and you know they have a nice little block party in the front. They give away free donuts and nice now. Their bag policy is trash there. Every other stadium, you can bring a clear bag. Right. This stadium, they do not allow you to bring a clear bag. So, you know, we got to hide things in the pocket. So we already feel like criminals <laughs> going in. <laughs> so then, you know, we get in and we, we see the pirate ship. And it really, it's a nice stadium. Have you ever been to Raymond James Stadium? Um, I went there for the Super Bowl in 2008 or wow. nine, but I, it, was, it was for an internship for college. So I was like behind the scenes, but I never went as a fan. So it was, it was cool. And, you know, the fans are really into it. They're all dressed in pirates. I had a few swords to the neck, you know. Did you the, have any creamsicle old school buccaneer jerseys there? Oh, I saw them. I, no, no, they the were the logo. People like them. I think they're most hideous uniforms in NFL history. Yeah, and then the actually logo. their their beer, yeah. their beer that they have there is, you know, they have the logo on the beer. So, you know, there's a photo oh, the, right the there. Old bo- yeah, the, the Jolly yeah. Pirate, something like that. Oh, my goodness. No, and I, the fans were nice for the most part. Okay. You know, you're, you're away team, you know, going in. A lot of people said, oh, let me take your picture. They see us trying to take selfies. They were nice. It's nice but, that Tampa got a break. You know, they've been losers for so long. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly, and they were all Dolphins fans to begin with, anyways. That's you know? right. Like, no. they, they just converted. So it was... <laughs> I mean, why wouldn't you? You just won. You, you won two World Champions in the last twenty years. Uh, we uh-huh. haven't. You know, we've basically gone into irrelevant. I was thinking about that this morning. We've gone to irrelevancy because, mm-hmm. you know, since, since I was thinking about the exact moment since Ricky Williams 
had his surprise retirement announcement. It's just been all downhill. And so true. La- yesterday, David Hyde from the Sun Sentinel almost tweets this out every year. He goes, the, the gif from Groundhog Day where Bill Murray says, hello, it's Groundhog Day again. <laughs> because every year we go through the same thing. And do we need to rebuild again? I mean, is that is that what what needs to happen? It's I ask you this. I ask you the same question every week, Father Manny. I said, Father Manny, where do we go from here? Mm-hmm. What do we do? Jacksonville's going to want our heads next week. They're owing what? Oh, four, oh, and five. Well, don't we think Several we want their heads? heads? We're needs? thinking, you know, we should be salivating and saying, no, we got. Ja- Listen, Jacksonville was just, and I may eat my words. You know, they're just so poorly coached. You know, they're, True. you know, it's like they should have beaten Cincinnati uh, two weeks ago. They, you know, I, I didn't see much of their game yesterday when I had Red and Zone on the other TV, but it was like, uh, I mean, but the thing is, you have to go across the pond to get a, a you know, a season saving win. Then I believe we have Atlanta at home, which is a we do the 24th is Atlanta, then we game. go to Bills, then we go to Bills. Yeah, that, that, forget about that one. But then we, we, we have a pretty easy schedule in November. So it's like New England has to come here. You know, we get the Jets twice. Okay, so, there, there, you know, I... I will I, tell you the way you told me yesterday. Here we go. Hope is a very dangerous thing. <laughs> this is, obviously, this is not... Hope is, is a not, very dangerous this, thing. This is not something that should come out of the mouth of a priest, but, you know, <laughs> but, you know it's actually, it's, the, it's that, uh, it's that uh, quote from uh, Shawshank Redemption that Morgan Freeman goes, let me tell you one thing. Hope, <laughs> hope is a dangerous thing. Hope can, hope can drive a man insane. That's my, that's my best Morgan Freeman impression. But because uh, so, the thing is that I, t- I texted George that when we scored the touchdown in the third quarter to bring us to within, within to within seven, and then it just yeah, and then the wheels, off. and that was the last. It was I think it was twenty four seventeen because we we stopped them going after halftime. We stopped yeah. them. You know they came out. We stopped them. We came we came out. We scored a touchdown. I go okay, but the thing is that in my back of my head was like. Can you keep Brady from scoring? You the rest can't. Of, I mean, he's he has much gas in the tank. Ugh. How does he? He's forty-four years old. Crazy. He's slinging it now. I remember his 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 first year with the you know it wasn't his, his second year when he came in to replace Drew Bledsoe, and they had the Super Bowl run. They were scared of him throwing the ball because he didn't have the he didn't have arm strength. It was like I remember that every in that Super Bowl it was a perfect defensive game plan. To stop the greatest show on turf, the the St. Louis Rams, Kurt Warner and Isaac Bruce and Tory Holt and all those and and I believe what yeah Marshall Falk was on that team, but mm-hmm. all these you know Matt I think they were like sixteen or seventeen point underdogs and then Belichick had a great game plan and 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 everybody obviously everybody at that time was rooting for the Patriots because after nine eleven everybody was getting tired of St. Yeah. Louis and Mike Martz and all that and I remember that whenever Brady would drop back he was a game manager. Imagine Tom Brady, a game manager, and that's what he did in that Super Bowl win. And now he's fleeing around like if he was, you know, he looks like Josh Allen and 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 Justin Herbert. Oh God, don't get me started on Justin Herbert. Oh, that was no. a shootout you know, with uh, with the, with Baker Mayfield in in Los Angeles yesterday. Could have been ours. We were literally watching that game at the Ring House, and I'm thinking he could have been ours. But the we whole didn't time. want him. It's the terrible. thing is that nobody here wanted him. Uh, who wanted to again? What were you? We I don't want to see what we're well, thinking, but we just don't know. We're, we're, we still don't know. We need to go back, but here's the thing. <sighs> the, injuries, the injuries. Now, listen, there's no human being alive. Maybe Ryan Tannehill, because I saw Ryan Tannehill take hit after hit after hit after hit. Who would have survived the hit that Tua got against oh, the Bills yeah. in week two? That was like, okay, that's 
miracle is in season yeah. ending. So after that, you go you go to where you're staying in Tampa Bay, and the Rays are already playing a football game. I mean, a baseball game that started when the Dolphins Bucks game ended, and then it didn't end until like 10 o'clock at night. Goes thirteen innings. And how are you feeling as a Red Sox? Because you went on Friday. How was that? Oh, Friday was the best. I don't want to say the best day of my life, but it was up there. So it, <laughs> okay. it, it, it was pretty, come pretty, pretty It good. was so great. And here's the thing. Like, I've been to Tropicana, and oh. I'm not a fan of the stadium. It's old. Who they is? need to get the, – the team is going to uh, not be here next year. They're going to spend half the season in Montreal because they're just over George it. Can't like wait. They they need a new stadium, and it's sad. So, you know, we go to the stadium. We start off at Ferg's. Have you ever been to Ferg's? Highly recommend it. No, it's a no. nice – it's like this world-renowned bar, and you go underneath the tunnel, and it's right by truck. So you start there, and it's half Red Sox fans there anyway. So I'm like, all right, cool. So I get there, and, uh, you know, did the petting tank that – I was happy. Did they let you pen – oh, did they let you pen through? They did. Nice. Last, last I year, did. They did. I think that was luck, too. I was like, I waited till every ray went past. I petted every ray on the head. I said, you know, give me good luck. Give me good luck. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it was great. But, so, you know, like I said, it was, it was a lot of Red Sox and very, very heavy. And, you know, oh, it was full I mean, day. It is always there. But but last night, talk, last night goes 13 innings. The Rays should have scored on that ground rule double, which I've never seen before. That was crazy. And then you all hit that walk-off home run in the, in the 13th inning. And now you're up. Two one and can clinch. Two one and then wait tonight. Seven oh seven. We're gonna flush it out tonight. I think you are showing and up honestly, to work tomorrow if you win, right? You can't. You can't. I mean, it's only you're off on, you're off on Tuesdays. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm off all week. I'm off all week. But anyways, but no, yeah, but bats, you had a pretty good week. Yeah, no, the bats. I'm telling you, mon- oh, on Friday the bats were hot. They Everybody, were. JD Martinez, Five home runs. Rafael Devers. I mean, it was non non stop. It was I'm crazy. It was one of the best games I've ever played. So I. I don't want to say I'm feeling confident because you know anything can happen. Because look, it's Texas baseball. beat Alabama. Look at that. That was Texas crazy. Yeah, that was a that was a great football game on Saturday night. Alabama Whoa. looking mortal. And now that you bring up college football and the craziness, there there have never been so many ranked teams that have lost uh, before this year. It's just crazy. And Wild. Then we just we just had you know rarely does news break while we're doing a podcast, but we just you know right before we went on the air. Uh, Derek King was announced that he's out for the season. Has has uh, he's he's done shoulder surgery. Yep. Shoulder surgery, oh, no. and then Jake Garcia oh. also had a surgery. He's out till November. So it's Tyler Van Dyke show as we oh. go into UNC into Chapel Hill on Saturday, where oh, the Florida State Seminoles to the Seminoles <laughs> beat up on no. But I looked at it and oh, the no. Heels had no offense. Nope, none. So uh, another, it's, it's another Jekyll and Hyde State, show over there. Stay in Tampa because it's sad the state of affairs <laughs> down here. My, but the Heat starts soon. The Panthers start this week, I believe, on Thursday. Yep. CJ, there's your Panthers shout-out. Uh, U.S. men's national team lost We, we last do night. need to have our hockey expert come back on. It's, it's been a while. We played Tampa Bay, the Lightning, three times in a row yeah. in the preseason yep. uh, this past week. So it's a sad state of affairs down here. We, we're looking to the Heat. We're looking towards uh, the Panthers' Tyler Hero. Oh my, he is putting on a show pre now. Mind you, we talked pre, about pre, preseason. Pre. Look at the Dolphins preseason. Everything looked great. Do it look great? The offense looked great, and we're at one and four. Uh, so preseason means nothing. Wait till the lights come on, then we'll see. But no, but the Heat looked promising. 
Panthers, you know, signed Volkov. I mean, you know who I like on the Heat that he doesn't get enough playing time is Max Struess. Yes. Maxi Struess. He is such Had like they use him so much. I, he's the same last year. The kid comes, he's so clutch on the oh, three. We'll they, he needs to get more playing time. I'm telling no, you. Kyle Look Lowry, you know, distribute the ball. We'll see. We'll see what happens. So give him the so, ball. Give Maxi the ball. Give Duncan the ball. You know, these kids, they're very underrated. I'm I, telling you, they're, they're clutch when they need to be. Give them the ball. Let's go. So, Ashley, have safe travels down from in the city of Ch- can't believe I'm saying this. Don't say it. The Don't city, say it. The city of oh God. The, the West Coast of Florida, Father Manny. Right. The West Coast of Florida. The West Coast of Florida. God, you know, my goodness. It's 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 I the the fortunes have changed. Tampa, which is this sad sack franchise, still has the worst win. I mean, it'll change now with Brady. Yeah. Still has the worst winning percentage percentage Overall. of all NFL teams. That'll change soon. But, Ugh. you know, and the Dolphins used to have, from, I remember there was always a stat they would put on every, when I was a kid, on every single broadcast. From 1970, when Shula took over to, you know, the 90s, the Dolphins had the best winning percentage. Oh, wow. In, oh, wow. Those words are, oh, your lips to God's ears. Let God hear them. Tell yeah, him. I know. We, we, you know. we need divine intervention at this point. Ashley, have safe travels back. Thank you for calling in. Awesome. I'll talk to you guys soon. Take care. God bless. Bye. All right, so Jorge, we had, you know, thank God we have the gospel. Thank God we have, you know, our Lord and Savior. Because if we had to realize, you know, we were talking about in the first segment, you know, rely solely on the things of this world. No, 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 we rely on the Lord. That's right. But my goodness, everything thinking things get worse for our football teams. We're here. We're about to careful, get down to the careful what you careful what you what you put out but there. Where, but what what else can go <laughs> seriously? What else could That's go wrong? That's what I'm saying. Careful because. What else? Something can go will wrong? go wrong. Well, you know, no. What else can go wrong? My goodness. You know, you could, you could, uh, you could queue up that thing. I tweeted it out yesterday. You know, you know. I thought going, you know, Alabama loss on Saturday. You know, maybe the Dolphins, you know, can win this game. I tweeted out the Dolphins will win. And thank you, Harry. He found his sound effects. One more time. <laughs> Now you want to? Do we have the Dumb and Dumber one queued up? Because you had that. I one. do. I do. I have, okay. Because, I have a, we, we, because we downloaded how, a sound effects app, so we're having fun. We're now. Having, so here is how we, how I feel this morning. You are one pathetic loser. Thank you, Jim Carrey. <laughs> and um, no, we're having fun this morning, uh, folks. It, it, it's. Uh, it, I don't know how. I don't know how it could get any worse. Horry says, "Be careful what you wish for." Uh, we talked about this last week, and I did. You said that I made a prediction. I did not make a prediction. I, I didn't. I said St. Louis was hot, but here's the thing: is that the the Dodgers and St. Louis, who were the hottest team in baseball, St. Yep. Louis Dodgers with the second best record in baseball, yep. had to go to a winter playoff, and it came down to a to I forget. I was um, I'm blanking on the on on the, who hit the home walk off home run. Came down to a walk off home run because, and now, but you said it. You picked the Giants. I did. All right, I, so I, I need said, to. I said NL West, and, and I, I tossed I in to the make, Giants. I, there. I need to make a pick here. Okay. I need to make a pick here, and this pick is going to shock you. You ready for this? Oh boy, the Boston Red oh, Sox. Oh no the, way! The Boston Red Sox, and I, I you know, I, I didn't. You know what? I, I should have done this with Ashley. Oh, there will be there will be great rejoicing around these hallways. No, as my, soon as this gets published, Ashley's and, a Red and Sox people start hearing this. Fan. <laughs> You know, my secretary's a Red Sox fan. You know, my childhood best friend who listens to my podcast every day on her home way home, home from when she hears this. How much did it hurt to say that right now? It did. But the thing is that... Oh, they look good. They look they good. Look Their fantastic. bats look good. Yep. 
Their bats look good, and here's the thing: they probably are going to go up against Houston in the in the champion in the LC. Now, mind you, this is if Boston and Houston can get out of their respective uh, series because uh, the White Sox won yesterday. Nope. I would have liked the White Sox, White Sox just to mix things up, mm-hmm. just because you had the Dodgers, the Astros, uh, the the Red Sox, the Rays. It's like you know, says the Yankee fan. Okay, so, uh, but no, so I it's uh, I don't want it to happen, but looking at everything right now. Who knows what happens? There you go. So uh, there's my baseball prediction. You have the Giants. Giants the and Giants. Red Sox. That would be a very good World Series. So we'll see what happens. I don't think the, the Rays get out of today because they're doing a bullpen game. Bullpen, yep. And they're the ones that started this whole bullpen game nonsense. Live by the sword, dive by the sword. They need to, you know, you said, get, you know, from the sound. Get, like, out, get, of get, get out Get out. You know, that, that, you know, the Rays way of doing baseball. Go to Canada already. <laughs> now, let's really quickly, because I know we need to wrap up here. That ground rule double yesterday in the 13th inning. Yeah, I have an issue with it. What's your issue? Uh, my issue is it bounced. I know he didn't have possession of All it. Right, so that, if you didn't see it, it was, it was, there was a runner on, on, first. on first base. The ball is traveling. Now, he's rounding second. No, he's already around third. He's already around third. Okay. That's right, because they put the... They put the, the yeah, the they, they had the they, wide... The wide the, yeah, they, they, they superimposed and put in real time two boxes. Yeah. And so, runner, runner's the, the rounding ball, second. The ball hits the wall. The ball hits the base of the wall. Bounce, bounces on the floor, off of the Bounces fielder. back onto the field. Bounces back in the field, off the fielder, and now Over right field... In Fenway Park is it's literally what three feet yeah, fence it's because it's a, it's a it's a bullpen. Yep. Bounces off the fielder into the bullpen, and they rule it a ground rule double. Yeah. The and guy has the to go back, back to, to third. third. It would have put Tampa up five four. Yep. Going into the bottom of the thirteenth inning, now you could say, well, Red Sox won six yeah. four, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, but it changes everything. It changes everything. But here's it, here's my issue with it, and I know they applied the rule correctly. They did apply the rule correctly. It's it, but, it goes back to. Where the runners were at the pitch. At the pitch. At the right. pitch. Because they didn't have possession of the right. ball. But if you remove that fielder, that ball hits the wall and is and is back in center field. And that and that guy could crawl home untouched. Yeah. So so they almost get rewarded for bungling the uh so the what's, and somebody said this yesterday. What's to say if you have a bad fielding a bad runner situation behind you? As a fielder, that you just don't toss the ball into the into the stands. Yep. What's to say? Yep. So, you know, so I, again, the the rule is about possession. So, so I think that you need to give leeway. And there, and, there now, has to be dangerous. umpire's discretion, though. But, but oh, do you want that? No, because they can but, that's the that's the slippery slope. I so I mean, but but again, the the direction of the ball was coming back into play. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if the ball had bounced on the floor and then hit the fielder and then gone out in one motion. Then yeah, that's a ground rule double. But it hit the wall, was bouncing back into play, hit the fielder, and then went out. You know, I think there has to be some leeway there. There's there has to be some interpretation. The guy was already around third. He could have he could have literally crawled home and and he would have made it. No, and it would have changed the dynamics yep. at the bottom of that inning, where Tampa may have been a little bit more aggressive with their pitching. Yep. Or and maybe you know send in a different pitcher that wouldn't have given up. I think it was a walk and then the home run. Everything would have changed. Yes, they did win by two runs, so that run right. wouldn't have counted. But in but terms, you never know. You never know. They would now, have. Now you're looking at the a guy on. You're looking different. at a guy on second with a run run lead, and that's and this is who why, knows what happens. This next. is why we watch sports because it is. 
it is so entertaining. All the college football games on, on oh, Saturday. What a weekend. Was the Texas Oklahoma shootout, the Mississippi, uh, the Mississippi Arkansas game, the Iowa Penn State game, every and and the atmospheres. Just see just seeing the stadiums full, seeing the pageantry, seeing you know and the how 12th about Iowa at number two. You know what? Can you believe that? Alabama should still be number two. They didn't play well on 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 Saturday night. There were a lot of mistakes, but Seriously, do you not think that Alabama is still? Although Georgia, they have to play Georgia, but Alabama is still the, the, the one of the top two teams in the nation. Yeah, and your sister was upset there. that they, they're they up there. that they that they, they didn't go far. <laughs> they should have dropped farther. I go, Gina, come on, sweetheart. You you know just because they they salted us. I mean I mean, come on. They 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 should be top two top three because what is it? Georgia, Iowa, Oklahoma. I forget who's fourth. I forget who's up there. Uh, it's it's one of those no, years. Cincinnati, like, Cincinnati, who? No, Cincinnati's four. They're ranked what? What? Cincinnati's four <laughs> and then Alabama. And I'm like, no, Alabama's better than Cincinnati. Alabama's better than Oklahoma. Oklahoma should have lost that game. Yep. They should have lost that game. But Texas, they're back. Oklahoma no, they're in back. the SEC. Can you both, imagine? Both teams playing, and Texas. And Texas playing, playing against actual defenses. That's going to... Shoot out. Listen, uh, you, we can't... Uh, SEC shouldn't talk because Texas A&M and Alabama were shoot out also. So... Neither of those defenses showed yep. up on Saturday night. But give credit to Jimbo. Oh, Jimbo. And we got to go there next year. We're going there next year. A friend of mine told me that he's going to College we Station. We are going there. He's I think it's the second Station. game of the season. Yeah. Oh, fun. Last time we went there, we won. I think it was under Randy Shannon. I don't know if it was Randy Shannon or Al Golden. But last time we went to Kyle Field, we won. And I don't know why they didn't come down here to play. Did they come back they and could, play? Yeah, it's, okay. it's a two-year uh, a home and home. Because uh, we didn't go to Sparty last year. Yeah. And they came here and well, they're ra- they're ranked up. They're, they're, ranked, they're, they're in the ten, top they're ten. They're ten. Yeah. So Alabama, Michigan State, we shouldn't have lost Virginia. So you could say we've lost to pretty good teams. We have. Virginia, we should have. The doinks. But the season starts this weekend. Yeah, that's my mantra. The coastal, okay. the coastal is still Listen, in front of if us. My, if both Miami. And it is. That's crazy. And, and by a long shot, it's long, in front of us. But, if both Miami teams lose this weekend, I will retire the phrase. <laughs> the seasons are. If we both lose this weekend, the seasons are over. That's it. It's over, folks. Thank you for joining us uh, today. Um, a lot to talk about. Remember, look for that special podcast that we're going to post. It's going to be in Spanish of the homily of Father Rogelio Puerta, the pastor of Nuestra Señora de Caridad de Cobre, Our Lady of Charity in Cobre, in Cuba, uh, who was visiting us yesterday. The homily is wonderful. Please share this podcast and especially share. That special podcast that we will release later today. Um, pray for, I said, like I said in the first segment, pray for me and Father Omar. We're leaving on retreat in about five, four or five hours, and we will be on retreat till Friday. So pray for us as we will be praying for you. And may Almighty God bless you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.